Welcome, day laborers, to episode 218 of the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast, where we do jobs Americans will do, both now and in the future. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And I'm Cam. And tonight, we will be discussing hmm, peer-to-peer work. I don't know, what would you call it, Brian, Cam? I think they call it uh, meatware. Meatware, <laughs> okay. Meatware and maybe the sharing economy and, and so on. Meatwares. I like that. But first, I'll remind our listeners they'd have to be meatheads not to check us out on iTunes and rate us favorably week in, week out. And so let's kick things off tonight. What do you think about this? What do you think about starting things off with a weekly, geekly, geekly, weekly update and letting everybody know what we've been up to this week? For a change. Yeah, we'll change things up a little bit. Yep. Do something different. How yeah. much are you going to pay me? Well, for, that's a, for my for my meatware. Uh, you'll have to do an update first to see if I like the level of your service, and then yeah, then we'll contract from there. <laughs> Cam, uh, since you are uh, looking to make an impression to get to win the contract, why don't you go first? Sure, no problem. Um, okay, so this weekend I went skydiving, and I lived to tell the tale. It was nice. pretty. Friggin' amazing, actually. My companion and I, a bunch of our nerdy friends that you guys all know uh, from the games, from Adventure Game Store, uh, went out to skydive in a little town called Clewiston by Lake Okeechobee. Yep. And uh, man, it was pretty. It was amazing. Fourteen thousand feet. Uh, jumped out, 120 miles per hour, about 60 minutes, 60 seconds of free fall. It was, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, had, had a really good time. Uh, let's see what else. Um, just been sorting. Finally, got. I had to ship a bunch of games from Origins, uh, you know, which I was at the week before. So uh, I got those in the mail, sorted through them, uh, put them on the, uh, you know, the old shelf. Um, so that's cool. Been playing, been playing a lot of those games at the Adventure Game Store at our weekly game nights. And um, uh, as far as nerdiness, that's it. I mean, I was p- set to go see Independence Day, the resurgence, I think is the... Is oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't didn't get a chance to do that, uh, unfortunately. But I probably will be doing it this weekend. Uh, my mom wants to see it, so I will, as a good son, take her mm. and suffer through it. Um, and uh, we'll see how it is. Uh, and other than that, yeah, we just had our uh, our, our bi-weekly um, Game of Thrones slash Pathfinder RPG game, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but as we were sort of talking about before the show, it is virtually impossible to roll 5d20 four times without hitting a 1. Um, and I learned that to my great detriment, and uh, now I'm a, a very poor hedge knight because I lost all my gold in the gambling yeah. house. So, live and you learn. Yeah. So true. It was gamblers or hookers, so... Yeah, exactly. At least I saved myself the chlamydia. <laughs> can I uh, can I get a commitment from you guys that we can make next week's episode uh, our impressions of Independence Day? Oh, for sure, yeah. We can do a review. Yeah, I can probably see it by then. Oh, God. I, I, I reserve the right not to actually see it. <laughs> <laughs> And for, for listeners that don't know by now, I fucking, whoops, I, I use the F word. I really despise Independence Day, so whoa, two looks awful. But yeah, let's do that. Let's make that next week's episode. Tune in for me uh, being pleasantly surprised by Independence Day, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Anything else, Cam? Uh, no, that's it. 
Cool. Brian, over to you, man. What have you been up to? Uh, I, I spent the most of my week actually uh, chewing my nails and trying to figure out what the hell to wear for Cam's upcoming party. Um, looking for outfits is not super easy in this neighborhood. They uh, There's like two costume stores. <laughs> um, I, I hope no one else is going as a flapper. Oh, I... Uh... A flapper? Like a, a flapper flapper? Like the hooker? Oh, were they hookers? I just thought they, they were dancers. They were dancers of ill repute, which is oh! what we would call strippers, I, I guess. Like, Okay. I'm well, sure some of them had a heart of gold. <laughs> I'm sure you'll make a great flapper, Brian. I'm going to try my best. I, I've been practicing my can-can. <laughs> nice. J- just today, actually, I, I picked up uh, comic books, and you know, I made such a big deal out of this when it happened. I got to do the follow up. The 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 Steve Rogers has been a Nazi for the last seventy five years thing. Like, I, 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 who knows what Marvel was thinking all along? But they resolved it today just to get it out of the way. So <laughs> it lasted not, a whole four weeks. He's not really a Nazi, is he? No, he's under like mind control bullshit. Like, it was exactly what you thought it was. It was just a cheesy excuse. I honestly, I, I'm ashamed that I bought the follow-up. I, I should have just read it online, but whatever. Gotta support the industry. Well, good to know. Spoilers. To support the bad ones. Well, they had to, I don't know, do something new and creative, I guess. Um... But either that was a bad comic book purchase, and there was a really good comic book purchase. Um, I, I I had not heard about this. I thought I kept up on the news, but apparently not. Um, the Force Awakens comic adaptation came out today, written oh. by Chuck Wendig. Oh, hey. Cool. Yeah, that's actually like really awesome. Um, I, it's weird to say a movie adaptation was written by someone, because it's... <laughs> word for word from the movie, but I'm I'm glad to see Chuck getting like I don't know that that for me that would be really cool. My name on a comic would be awesome. Yeah, Chuck Windig back on our show like he promised would be awesome too. <laughs> One day soon. <laughs> we launch people's careers here and then they never come back. I'm telling you, I'm kidding. Of course, the man was already successful before he came on our show. We just gave him that little extra shine. Anything else? That's about my week. Okay. My week has been kind of a living hell work-wise, so uh, managed to squeeze in some fun nevertheless. Uh, Namely, I went to a Dave & Buster's nearby, the arcade chain, for those of you who don't know, here in the United States. And we have some in Florida, it turns out. Uh, We went and played, met up with a couple of friends and played the Battle Pod game, the Star Wars game that we all went and played. I think a few months back, Brian, Chris, and I went, I believe. Also played the multiplayer Mario Kart, which was actually really fun. Like, captures the Mario Kart thing, but in an arcade. And let's see, in addition... I know I played something else. Oh, have you guys ever played any of the... They're like tandem shooters. You sit in these cabinets and you each have kind of a gun. There's a Batman one. Or no, sorry, there's a Transformers one. There's like a... Um, Oh, a few different properties have them, and there's like a pirate one. But basically, it's it's two people sitting side by side in a cabinet and like firing these guns. They're kind of like the guns from like the Buzz Lightyear ride a little bit. Yeah. Did, did uh, Jurassic Park have one? I was about to say yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I think there probably is a Jurassic Park one, but yeah. 
new. These are new. So is this a newer one or? Mm, Jurassic Park. So pretty old. Yeah. Well, anyway, the latest innovation with okay, the latest property to to come out with a game uh, that uses this technology was Ghostbusters. And I think it may have been a Dave and Buster's exclusive because they had it on the side, like, try the new Ghostbusters game. Like, cool. So you sit down side by side, and of course you have your proton beams that you're firing. But the latest innovation with these sit-down gun cabinets is that they fire, like, ping pong balls at the screen now. Oh, God. Which I... I, I don't... That, ta- that takes away from it for me. I, I, I think some people must like it, but uh, that's, that's what they added. Ping pong. Not shaking or better lighting or sound ping pong stuff, and you just went through shooting enemies from the Ghostbusters series. Are they, like, normal-sized ping pong balls? Like, where do they go? Do they, like, fall behind, like, a screen or something? Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all encased behind a screen, and I guess they just get recycled back in through some kind of a vacuum tube or whatever. But, um, yeah, I wasn't really impressed with that. Well, better than them adding that stupid song. The Ghostbusters song? Yeah. It, like, looped continuously while you we were playing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Prior to that, the dumbest thing I had seen in one of those games was uh, the Transformers game, which I played through with Nick, actually a former host, Nick. And uh, I believe Megatron told me to go to heck. <laughs> it was a it was a direct not not Janglish, but Changlish, because I think all the credits were in Chinese uh, voice acting, and so I think the writers and the actors, and so some of the things like go to heck were no. They didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Apart from that, I am tomorrow. I should receive my Gear VR for my Samsung phone that I got. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, Target was running a special on the S7, the Galaxy S7, and you got the Gear VR with it. And oh. so, uh, my first foray into VR will be with the phone, and I'm really looking forward to that. Actually, it's not an Oculus. It's not a Vive, Vive. And it's not a PlayStation VR thing, but it'll be cool. You'll immediately get to enter a new world. Or, or not. To, you'll have to post silly pictures of you punching walls and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have I'll have my uh, companion take pictures of me doing stupid stuff. In compromising positions, but not the kind you would think you'd be in uh, <laughs> in this new 3D reality. I told, I told my companion she has to be the one to try the uh, adult entertainment and... <laughs> In VR, cause that's all I need is her walking it on me. <laughs> I have a hard time conceiving what what that is. Is it like 3D but worse? I can't imagine, honestly. Like Brian, you you put it one you you put it this way years ago. Things are already a little medical <laughs> when it comes to some of the camera angles. So I'm not sure where where I want to go with virtual reality. Like I need to I need to maintain a little distance between me and the uh, performers. Let's say. You know that, um, I think it's the Museum of Discovery and Science ride down in Miami with the uh, Monty Python song? Mm, I don't think so, but... It's it's Monty Python themed, so just imagine the silliness. But it's, it's a stellar voyage, like, to the return of life. And they just do this where, like, some mountain scene becomes the woman's legs and you're traveling towards the cradle of life. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, that's probably what the 3D porn's like. Yeah, I don't, uh... Hmm. Not really sure about that. Not really sure I want to know, but whatever. Anyway, that's it. 3D porn, or sorry, VR porn. Totally not what I'm interested in. I actually, what I want is virtual worlds. 
we've been over this about for, for about 50 episodes, so I won't won't beat it up anymore. You can combine both. See if Second Life has a uh, VR portal. I don't actually want a world there where I feel like I have herpes every time I leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I had a stalker in Second Life. That was. Uh... They should they should have called it Second No Life. <laughs> anyway, boy, I hope we're gonna have a lot of video viewers because my hair is really bad, and I'm, the more I, it's becoming more Trump-esque, the more I try to fix it. <laughs> Audio audio listeners, I guess. What else would you be? Just use your imagination. It's not good. But anyway, let's let's get on with the show. That's it for my update. And I think we should probably discuss some news. I'm told things happened this week. Things have happened. Uh, we'll jump right into the news extravaganza. Um, Tom, I know you are a connoisseur of home-based robots. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Vaki, I think it was. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the other guy's name. Elmer and Moppy. Elmer and Moppy. Yeah, you have all those. Uh, your 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 army of robots that you're amassing. Uh, I know you have your Google Fire too, or what's that one? The the Google, the, or not the Amazon? What's the one for Amazon? Oh, I have the Alexa. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, Amazon. Uh, her name's Just Alexa. Ask it. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever the thing, the Amazon thing that it's. Yeah. Um, well, now you can get that thing, Alexa, a boyfriend. Um, there is a new health robot called Pillow, P-I-L-L-O, and he's actually super cute, and it actually stores your pills, and it poops them out into a little cup uh, when it's time for you to take your pills, and it alerts you and says, hey, uh, you know, it's time to take your pills, and poops them out, and you just, just grab the little cup and take them. I'm looking this up. Super cute. Yeah, look look at its face. It's the cutest thing you'll ever see. Oh my god, that is really cute. I don't even. I mean, he couldn't have carried him, like you know. Couldn't have done the bender and opened his chest, or <laughs> right. It can see, hear. You can touch it. It speaks to you. It can sense like voice and facial recognition. It learns. Has a little AI in it. It's Man, totally cool. I actually don't take a lot of pills, or really, I, don't t- I take no pills on a regular basis. But I think I'm gonna start. That that well, probably the... is really brilliant for the elderly. Yeah. The, reminders the, and something to interact with. Exactly. Yeah, and ex- they could just sit home all day and not bother society by running them over with their big canoe cars. Um, no, but like, uh, it's expected to be $599, but if you back Indiegogo right now on their Indiegogo campaign, it's only 269 Wow. Uh, the, the, the problem is you won't get it until like, well, they say July 2017, which of course means like December 2018, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, hey, it's pretty cute, man. It is pretty cute. It is. I'll probably be dead by then. Yeah, I don't take a lot of pills, but I don't know. Seems like a little guy I might, li- might like to have in my kitchen, you know, just to talk to. I mean, I'm not saying I want to get sick and old so that I need all these pills, but in a way... I mean, you could even have them just poop out some M&Ms for you or, like, you know, <laughs> Mike and Ike's or whatever, you know? Hasten your need for pills by taking a lot of candy. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of candy, um, well, not really speaking of candy, but I had no other segue. Uh, have you guys heard of Lil Bub? I have not. Lil Bub is the world's cutest permakitten. Perm- Permakitten, yes. It has a genetic disorder that makes it stay a kitten forever. So it's a per- permanent kitten. 
Um, and Lil Bub is has lost its ability to walk. Oh no! And but doctor, because uh, I guess she also has osteoporosis. So doctors have helped her with pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, and so now Lil Bub can move around. It's oh. the it's Lil Bub is now powered by electromagnets. Yay for Lil Bub! Yeah, if you check Lil Bub out, it's almost as cute, if not cuter, if you're a cat person, than Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And if you wanted to satisfy your desire for both cats and electronics, apparently CatCon is now a thing. Oh, dear. Where you can go to a con that is completely devoted to cats, both in the digital and real-life realms. Um, it's in L.A., shocker, and uh, it looks pretty creepy. But, hey, <laughs> to, to each their own, you know? Right. You want to check out Lil Bub or, you know, Grumpy Cat or I guess Kyle the Cat is another big one. Um, check out CatCon. A lot of single ladies there. A lot of single. They're, they're older. Um, yeah. Hey, I mean, listen. That's a that is a creepy guy's fantasy and dream. Just nothing but single women with no, probably no prospects. Just ready to throw out the you, pussy. Oh, no, <laughs> good one. I Pun intended. Said, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, Cam. Um, so let's just take these stereotypes all the way to the limit. Let's assume, <laughs> let's assume there's a lot of crazy cat ladies and crazy cat ladies in training at this thing. The type of guys that are going to show up are just going to like reaffirm their decision. Like, no, I'm better off with cats. Like, true, very true. That's I I I agree. But you know, there's always that, you know, that one woman that's going to look past the creepiness. And make that guy's day. I think you know. I mean, it, 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 same same thing with women. You know, same thing with guys and women. You know what I mean? There's there doesn't matter how crazy a woman is or how creepy she is. There's a there's a guy out there that's willing to accept it, uh, and vice versa. So look, we're honey, not, you're we're not being sexist here, but you know. Look, honey, you're 46. This is your last shot. I actually have a penis. No, I mean, listen. If if my companion didn't run screaming out of my house well, the first time she saw my 40 year old virgin pad. <laughs> then, I mean, there, there's someone out there for everyone, believe me. <laughs> All right, there you go. Could possible love connection with CatCon. Totally. Um, okay, so I forgot to mention in my update that um, I uh, watched the season finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. This season was actually pretty phenomenal. I don't know if you guys watched it. Uh, I'm pretty yep. sure you didn't. But I, did. I, I, I thought it was great. The, you know, I, I, again, and this is, you know, we don't have to go into the whole debate again. Just as a, just a standalone series, not even thinking about the books or comparing them to the books. I mean, it's good TV, no matter no matter how you look at it. Yep. But um, there is, Microsoft has created a Game of Thrones Xbox. What? Did they really? Yeah. And, you know, Tom, in the beginning, how it had, you know, in the beginning where it's like the steel, like, discs that are, like, spinning around each other, sort of like a, I don't know what you would call that, but, like, you know, almost like a solar system type thing. Or, like or, an a astro something or other. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah one, one of those things, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like shows the motions of the stars or whatever, yeah. Right. So those things are actually like jutting out of the Xbox. It's freaking amazing. It's really, really cool. Whoa, how much um, is this thing? 
Well, that's the kicker. You can't buy it. What? You, you can only win it. You can only win it through some like French uh, sweepstakes or something like that. It's 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 a French uh, uh, some kind of contest. Uh, you gotta you, basically you have to. Let me see what you gotta do. Uh, yeah, you have to enter online in France, and if you win, you get it, but you cannot buy it. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can buy it after someone wins it, probably on eBay, but it's gonna cost you a pretty penny, I'm sure. I, wow, that does sound kind of cool. I guess, I guess it's similar to, I guess a few years back they did one for um, an Xbox that was Tony Stark's chess piece. Whoa, cool. It, it looked like that, yeah. Um, that was, to pro- oh, I guess it wasn't a couple years, it was uh, about a year back. Uh, it was done to promote uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. And they called it the Stark Box. Um, you can buy the GOT box. Or win it, anyway. But I know that I would throw that thing on eBay as soon as I won that. What do you think you get That's for it? Ten, I'd say 10k at least. Really, Jesus! I would, I would, I would think so. Um, speaking of 10k, a woman who somehow got Microsoft, Microsoft Windows 10 downloaded under her computer and by pushy Windows um, sued them and got ten thousand dollars out of it. Nice. Um, somehow, some way, Windows 10 downloaded itself under her computer. She claims that she didn't do it. It, it just did it on its own, um, and she sued Microsoft for. Uh, the fact that she lost a lot of work and time and work and wages because it kept crashing and she wasn't able to use it for days, weeks at a time, and Microsoft paid her off ten grand for a new computer and uh, you know lost time and wages. Although she runs a travel agency, which sort of segues into our topic. I mean, I didn't even know travel agencies still existed anymore. Did you, <laughs> did you guys like? Like, who runs a travel agency? You know what I mean? There's Kayak. There's Travelocity. There's, I mean, there's so many things online. Who runs a freaking travel agency? I think some people just like the convenience. Like, if they're tra- especially if you're traveling abroad and you don't actually know the ins and outs of, you know, transfers and, you know, will my baggage go with me, et cetera. Uh, an agent could be useful uh, in that capacity, maybe. I, mean, I don't you've know. You've either got to be, like, out of the woods of, like, Uganda or, like, 95 years old. To, to not be able to like figure out kayak, you know what I mean, or even just like go on a tour site and just you know do a tour. <laughs> no, I, you're you're making a valid point. I just I'm trying to think of somebody who would use <laughs> that 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 service. And my mother still can't use a microwave, so I'll give you a scenario like the companion and I talk about doing a round the world Disney trip, especially now that that Shanghai park is looking so cool. I don't know if I'd want to go on Travelocity and book all that myself. Like, I might like a little guidance. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that that sort of rounds out my news. I was going to bring up the whole Star Trek Rihanna trailer, but I'll let that sit. I'm plenty of people on Reddit already talking about that, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we never get a TV show, and I hope that we continue to get action movies, because that's what Star Trek's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like those movies. They're fun. You can be bash on them all you want. They're good popcorn flicks. No, I mean, listen, I like them for what they are. And, like, I, I mean, they would be better. They'd be complimented by a TV show that went at the pacing I like better. But uh, as movies, yeah, they're, they're like great action films. I have no problem with the movies. I just, I, I just, I mean, I can't believe the uproar over Rihanna's song. Like it turned into like this huge thing. It's crazy. So I was, I was going to not ask about it, <laughs> yeah. 
because as I said, I've had my head down in work and I've been paying attention to anything this week, but what the hell happened? It, it is the third trailer. I guess people were critical of the first trailer, even Simon Pegg, who's like, you know, the plays uh, Scotty and he's like the co-writer or whatever, um, was critical of the first trailer. Then they did like a more subdued second trailer. And then in this third trailer, they have Rihanna's new song um, playing on it. And, um, and then like at the end of the trailer, it's like, oh, go to wherever and you can download Rihanna's new track. Um, and people are just like having a fucking shit fit over that. Like, oh, it's how can you put this pop song over Star Trek? I, I, I don't know, man. People are just getting hacked off left and right over it. But I mean, I, I mean, if you don't think Star Trek is commercial, you're fucking fooling yourself. I mean, no shit. They've been Gene Roddenberry was trying to make a buck since day one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is she in the movie? I mean, it's not completely unrelated, isn't it? Like part of the soundtrack, like. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 in the movie. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a part of a you know it's just it's on the soundtrack of the movie. So why? Got me, got me. Hmm. Well, people worry about things and they're important things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny to me that like that got so much news and like everyone's already forgotten that poor uh, what's his name Chekhov the the kid that plays Chekhov died. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You think they'll just sub somebody in for him or he'll just they'll just like write him off the sh- well that's kind of an essential character if they're this is really a reboot of the series so yeah well i mean uh, for this movie it's fine but like i don't know what they're gonna do for the next one hmm. maybe a wampa will attack him yeah. <laughs> is that a creature i can't or is that a reference i don't get right now brian uh star wars reference oh okay they okay. changed luke oh wampa wampa okay yeah although by the way mark hamill's mark hamill's face didn't look that bad were they just worried that he'd be super jacked up no, I mean he did have a scar. I guess I had to explain it. Like, sure, all right. <laughs> anyway, people need to find uh, things better to do with their time. I would say, uh, if they're going to complain about Rihanna songs in a Star Trek movie, and yeah. uh, perfect segue. Yeah, exactly. Have we got a pastime for you? We'll we'll get into discussing Amazon Mechanical Turk by way of segueing into the broader topic, which is we, I think there's different names for it, but I'm generically calling it like peer to peer work or direct employer to employee contracting. I don't know what else you would, you might call it, but uh, Brian, I'll let you, I'll let you kick off the discussion by talking about mechanical Turk and what it is. Um, so mechanical Turk is basically what uh, Russian hackers use to circumnavigate uh, CAPTCHA. Basically, it lets you take on these menial tasks. I don't know how else to describe it in exchange for compensation. And they range from like reading a receipt and like transcribing it into a web form to, I mean, there's some that are a little more involved um, where they're asking you to write things or and so on. Those pay up to the tens of dollars, but none of these pay a princely sum by any stretch. And it's kind of fascinating because basically the tasks are all things that they can't get a computer to do yet. So I don't know if the idea is to teach computers to do these tasks by having people do them first or just having people kind of fill in the gap. Right. Um, but I, mean, I think Brian called it meatware <laughs> because yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's like people like, I guess thousands, ostensibly thousands of people taking on these tasks. 
So what kind of, like, I'm, you guys have sort of been talking about this, but I've sort of never, I haven't, I'm not really very up on it. What, I mean, what, are you just like someone's bitch? Like, do they tell you like, hey, like, order my dry cleaning? Is it something like that? Or can they do like... (laughs) No, it's not like a gopher type of thing, which is more what you're describing, which is also a service that probably existed in the pre-internet age, but also I'm sure exists in a much more compelling form now. No, it's things like... um, some of the higher paying ones are like video transcription. So I guess you're going to watch a video and like transcribe all the audio. Okay. Um, there's others that are like, like take a poll, take part in an academic study, answer a bunch of questions. Um, at the very low end, it seems like at the very low end, they get way more tedious, which I don't know how anybody wants to do them, but they like literally are like transcribe these receipts, like mark down the coupons, mark down. Right. And I guess I would think those would be for machine learning or something because like you're, they're going to test the human, maybe what the humans came up with with what their machines are coming up with. Right. Yeah, you're doing quality assurance basically. Yeah, exactly, Brian, exactly. So like do you think that probably applies to the audio transcription too? They're trying to make software that can like transcribe audio and they want to see if it, how it rates compared to you. So the thing that I'm intrigued in mostly by this is it's it is something that, humans excel at. There's so many people in so many third world countries willing to do that. It's just cheaper to pay people, you know, to transcribe than it is to write software that will transcribe. Yeah, at least in the short term. Right and, now, yeah. And, and if you're if they're gathering data on what they're doing, at least the software has something to be compared against, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure eventually that, that will be, you know, a consideration or they'll have you know, all that data saved. Yeah, so right now, though, Brian, do you think it's just grunt work, or do you think there's a, a, like, based on what you've encountered, do you think there's a machine learning component to it, or is it mainly... Well, I think the, 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 most of the actual, like, like, video transcription is, like, transcription service. You know, you're providing closed captions. I see. Okay. Um, but the, I, I think the, uh, receipt transcribing that you were talking about, like the penny task, I think that's for machine learning. Okay. So slightly different, but yes and no. I mean, I don't, I know they probably need those done in high volume, but I don't see the allure in those. A penny to spend even a minute transcribing a receipt, it's just a bad value. Like, I'd have to do, I'd have to do one a second to get like, you know. 60 cents or whatever like I I don't th- those I don't quite get. There's uh, a lot of communities that take this very seriously. And why have 15 seconds of downtime if you can make a penny with that 15 seconds? Oh, I see. So it's all about optimizing your downtime. So yeah. so if you're on the train on the way to work, why not make a dollar? Well, some people even take this like very seriously as a I don't want to call it a career, but as money making. And they, you know, you have like six windows open, and one of them you're, you're refreshing, and nothing is coming up, so you're waiting on it. So you go over and transcribe, <laughs> done, penny, next. Like you just bang them out mindlessly. Uh, yeah, but even even at a crazy rate, how much could you really make? While your your real task is refreshing. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So make the most of your time. So there's zero yeah. downtime. You're always making even, at least pennies. I see. Does this make sense, Cam? So you've taken on a $50 job, let's say, okay. and you're waiting for it to load or refresh or be approved or something. 
Meanwhile, you're making a few pennies. Gotcha. So, so yeah, so you're just being someone's bitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was not gonna word it that way, but yeah, okay. There's a lot of ways to go about it. There's a lot of like really interesting things you can do. Like, there's a. There's an old trope about people like donating blood or donating sperm to get through college or whatever. Well, you can just participate in, in surveys. They want to know, you know, how you feel about this app or how you feel about social engineering or uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, social media or how you feel about, you know, this caption versus this caption. Which would you more likely to buy from? You know, like all that kind of stuff. And you get paid, you know, beer money for the weekend. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, it's a it's a form of value proposition. I don't know. You're you're still going with it's a uh, is being somebody's bitch, Cam. I mean, it's somebody's or a corporation or so. You know, I mean, you're doing the, yeah, you're doing someone else's menial task for money. I guess, but I mean, I guess in 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 that respect, we're all somebody's bitch, right? Unless you like, even if you own your own business, like you know, you're you're the customer's bitch or, or whatever you're providing services or goods to. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I guess look, it's a, it's it's a, it's redefining the economy, which I think is a good thing. One thing I do love about it. it you, you, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but another way to look at it is you don't have to do anything you don't want to. So let's just say you have a retail job. You have to put up with so much shit that you'd rather just fucking walk away from or whatever. Walk away from it. Go do something else. Like, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like working today? Nobody to call? Nothing. Don't work. You don't make any money, but, I mean, you know, it's all on you. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because that reminds me of another uh, form of work that you could take or leave and that involves direct contracting, and that is the ride-sharing services like Uber and Lyft. Have you guys taken those a lot? Yes, for sure. I mean, I think I've I probably... I, I've taken I, a lot by now. I couldn't even count how many. And, you know, I have conversations with the people, and... Very seldom do I meet somebody that's like, man, I got to get a lot of fares or I'm going to die. They're all like, yeah, whenever I want to work, whenever I want to make some money, I just basically get in my car and, and go. And it's, as you as you were saying, right, it's like work when you want. You don't want to work, you don't make money. But if you want, take your car out, make some cash. Like it's, it's the same kind of general concept. I think the remuneration is a little higher for, for Uber, obviously. But uh, the concept's still there. And I kind of like, I like this concept of, I mean, if you want to, not idle during your idle time. You know, here's how you can make it. Here's how you can optimize your time here on Earth, I guess, for, for profit. I think it's interesting that Cam. I mean, we we often not disagree, but we often see different sides of things. I think it's interesting that you define it as being someone's bitch because it does provide a lot of freedom. Like I like to drive. If I had a nice car and I just wanted to go for a ride, who do I care is riding along with me? Just somebody to chat with, you know, like. That sounds like great. I miss that, Cam. Do you consider like a, a ride sharing in that same category if you're like taking fares or? No, because that's like, uh, and maybe it's just my perception or like you know the standard perception of of, of like society, I guess. Um, because I, I look at Uber drivers sort of like taxi drivers. That's that's their job. You know what I mean? Whereas what we're talking about with regard to this whole meatware thing is more like <laughs> your you're just sitting around 
doing something that someone else doesn't want to do. Like you're not, uh, and I guess like again, again, like I said, it's semantics. I mean, I guess you, you're just doing someone. You're, you're what is work? Work is basically something that someone else is paying you to do because either they don't want to or they can't do. Um, so, like I said, in essence, we're all somebody's bitch if we're doing work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, but just to me, it just maybe it's because of the meniality, and I guess maybe I'm being a little bit elitist, and I fully acknowledge that. That's that's shitty. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, you know, uh, like I look sort of, I, I look at an Uber driver, and he's sort of like, you know, he's he's driving to put money on the table. I I, I guess I sort of get that, whereas. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't sit around and fill out surveys all day because someone doesn't feel like doing it, you know, and get paid well, like a, a penny. Well, the, the, it, like I filled out surveys for universities so far, and they're all research surveys. Like the the professors would probably love to fill out the surveys and get the results they want. Yeah. Um. In, in that case, but it, it may be stuff they don't want to do. But the point is, they're putting it out there and they're offering to pay, and. Yeah. I guess the other way I think about it, yeah, it's it's it could be seen as menial. I suppose transcribing, you know, documents into electronic format, you know, like receipts and so on, could be seen that way. But do do that or play World of Warcraft. Right. And, no, but I like Brian's point. Like, you don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, it's totally. Well, I mean, you know, but we. I guess that could drift us into a philosophical philosophical conversation of. You know, well, or are we forced to? You know, do we have to do something? So, you know, are, are we putting people into pigeon pigeonholing people into having to do these kind of things because we no longer have an economy where someone can go out and work for a living, quote unquote? You know, and I'm not saying that that's not work, but certainly, you know, people doing that would probably. And I'm just going by my own bias. You know, I feel like someone who's living and sustaining themselves on that type of work probably would, if you ask them in their heart of hearts, would rather go out and, you know, have a nine-to-five job where they're, like, feel like they're contributing something tangible to society. Like, you know, I'm not necessarily saying working in a factory or in a field or something, growing corn, but, you know, maybe having a, a proper, you know, or, or, or a traditional office job rather than sitting at home. Or, or maybe they don't. Maybe they love it. Maybe it's great for them to just sit at home and, you know, eat Cheetos and do that. <laughs> I, I mean... I mean I, I love the I love it. <laughs> now the bias is explicit. They're definitely no, no, no. Cheetos. <laughs> no, 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 because I'm like I'm I'm like projecting that onto myself. I, I mean I I I would love if I'm sitting home doing nothing. I'm probably eating Cheetos and and you know playing Warcraft at the same time while I'm doing those jobs. You know that would just be me. So I'm just projecting. <laughs> what do you think, Brian, about Kev's uh, elaboration? Uh, I, I'm really fascinated by this topic, and I probably have, have spent, like, way too much time on it. Um, it's actually very popular with people who are disabled. Oh, shit. Now I feel like shit. Thanks. You should. You should. <laughs> I was kind of saving that. <laughs> it, it's a great alternative for people who can't go out. Um, and it's also, and I don't know if you want to go, like, this is disabled or, or whatever, but um, what are those people called? The, the wizards or whatever who, like... They're low-scoring autistic, and they sit at home, and you know they're they're savants. <laughs> yeah, kinda, kinda. There, there, there's a there's a comedian name for them, like Tumblerinas or whatever, <laughs> wizards, I think, or something like true wizards. Um, where I mean, they're on the computer 22 hours a day, no lie, and and they're they're 
high functioning, they're intelligent, they're, you know, like genius people, but they just have like no social skills. Like they are just incapable of interacting with humans. It's great for them. They get an email, do this. Okay, done. Fifteen bucks. Okay. Next. Are these the people who are like the like they embrace their identity as like perma virgins and like they're, they're just like they, they prefer to stay unplugged from society and so on? Yeah, kinda, yeah. They're just admitting, like, look, I have a problem, I'm not gonna deal with it, so this is what I get. <laughs> this is what I get. I, it's not that bad. I mean, shit. Medical transcriptionists can make like twenty-five, thirty dollars an hour. So, I mean, if you're if well, you're paying up at that, why wouldn't you? Especially well, if you like really hate going out and interacting with people, like, you know, yeah, better than being on welfare. Can, can you transcribe from home though? They make you go to an office for that, don't they? Nah, dude. That's what all that shit is. Wait, the 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 oh the mechanical Turk stuff is medical transcription. I didn't even know you that. Can get medical, yeah, but it's also you know academic. It's you know whatever. Yeah, I mean I was gonna, that's something I was gonna add. If you're transcribing like receipts for a penny a pop, if you're really good at transcribing and you can actually you're willing to learn some technical stuff, medical transcription would seem like a lot more lucrative path. There's a pretty cheap setup where you get pedals, and you know left foot is rewind right foot is play, and you tap to pause, and your hands never leave the keyboard, and you wear headphones, and you just type, 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 type. You bang those out, you get a couple hundred bucks every day. Okay, yeah, so if you do these $50 transcription jobs, okay. I think I'm going to become a full-time video transcriber. I like that it's an option. I wouldn't do it, because I actually do like some human beings. I mean, (laughs) some. But, uh, yeah, man, these people that had no hope before, you know, can't can't leave the bed, but you can prop a laptop up on your chest and do whatever, or, you know, you have, a lot of people have, like, very severe social anxiety and don't want to deal with people. One of my, actually, um, pretty good friends, I, I don't know what she has, but, like, she can't answer the door when the postman comes, and she, she, pays somebody to, like, like pick up her trash. Like, she opens the door, throws the trash out, closes the door, and he just comes by and takes it. Like, it's not an option for her to go out and get a good job. Well, you wow. know, Brian, the, the postman always rings twice. <laughs> so, okay, uh, let's, let's run with the, the, your two kind of opposing... Let's, no, I won't say opposing. Let's run with your two different views on this sort of work arrangement and move a little bit into the future, but not anywhere near the future as we normally go with the, you know, nobody has to work, everybody sits around. Is the economy in general, and Cam, you kind of maybe alluded to this with, you know, our economy is not creating quote-unquote traditional jobs. Are we moving to a point where you're going to see more stuff like this, where you're going to see more, like, Here's work, bid on it. Or not bid on it, like, here's work, take it or leave it. Um, I mean, it's, this strikes me a little bit like the hardware store parking lot where, you know, some mar- some hardworking migrant workers show up to, you know, go bust their ass all day for not a lot of money. I, I, we're going to go through a very, like, ugly phase as the global economy figures itself out because there's tons of people in developing worlds that are willing to do this shit for very cheap. So it, it, it is going to get very inexpensive, I think, and some people are going to be mad about, like, minimum wage laws or whatever, but, yeah, I, I think in the future, like, once we get things kind of, like, averaged out a little bit, th- this will be kind of a thing, like, kind of 
maybe not normal, but like this will this will replace working in McDonald's. Customer jobs is going to be automated anyway, right? Right. You're going to need one dude to work at McDonald's. I mean, you're going to have like. <laughs> I think Wendy's has already, or was it Wendy's or one of those chains has already like basically was like, all right, fuck you, you guys want fifteen bucks an hour, and they they start they're they're already starting to put in automated like ordering stands basically. And and the cook's going to be replaced just as quickly. I mean, we already have like Japanese pancake making machines and shit like that. They can flip a pancake. You think they can't flip a hamburger? Uh, no, that's a fair point. (laughs) I mean, I think that so so. Given that reality that these, you know, these people had the audacity to ask for uh, too, too much money, and so now they've been automated out of a job. I mean, opportunities like this will seem like uh, great, won't they? I would rather dig a ditch because, like, I, I don't really have, you know, issues. My strong body, strong mind. I can go out and do that. I would rather be like a farmer or physical. But I, I think this is great that so many people have this option. And believe me, I, I, I get that so many people would rather, you know, stay in the comfortable chair, air-conditioned. As menial tasks go, you would prefer backbreaking labor. Yeah, just me. I, I was raised a hick, I mean. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we're all going to have universal minimum income before long anyway, so this isn't anything to worry about. <laughs> No, but see, that's the thing. Like I like, and again, that I mean, this is my bias showing up, and and probably me projecting as well. It's like you know, when I see Brian like create something, like when he makes something out of leather or like whatever, or paint something, I like envy that. I'm like Jesus Christ. Like I wish I was like that handy that I could like create something like just from scratch that is like a usable, tangible good for the earth. You know, I mean, in my career, like all I did was fucking push paper around. I mean, you, you ask people, <laughs> yeah, okay, you, you need attorneys and they do a, you know, they do a service for the for community for the community, but like, I mean, literally, all I did was talk on the phone, push paper around, sign things, draft things, and you know, file things basically. And I guess it's a question of, you know, for a lot of money, you know what I mean. And so, so the question <laughs> is like, like, our, our our value, like the things that we put value on, are so skewed, and and it's such a like uh, artificial thing. You know what I mean? Like, what I did had value because someone put value on it, um, whereas if the lights went out tomorrow, that has zero value. You know what I mean? I can mean? make you a purse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian at least could, like, make something and, and make a living. You know, whereas I'd be like, hey, you know, you want me to go yell at someone for you? I'll do it for a sandwich. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'd be someone's bitch very quickly, you know? So <laughs> it's I guess it's all a matter of, of our circumstances, you know? Yeah, I suppose it is, honestly. And uh, circumstances being what they are, I don't think these types of work or this type of work is necessarily compelling to everybody just yet. But uh, my personal view is that we're going to see more of this going forward. I I really do think if if we if we are going to continue to to embrace globalization, like we will need people to do this. I mean, we will need people to translate things into different languages. I mean, you, you find somebody who's multilingual anywhere, you just send them this email, type this up in Russian. There's my five bucks. Well, let me ask you this. Is the, you mentioned the globalization aspect. Is this, I mean, is the, if the whole world is going to be immediate, we already have situations where the whole world is pitted against one another. Like these, these multinationals, they'll do whatever they can to get a cheap, cheap labor everywhere they go. 
Are you? They'll, they'll go the whole world over to find cheaper labor, and and this is this is talked about as though it's a force of nature. You know, the, the money, the labor is going to go where it's cheapest, etc. This is like a perfect conduit to just completely like hollow out whole sectors of the economy, right? What if the, what if they got what if they made it such that a lot of professional work could be done this way? What we consider professional work today. I mean, are you going to compare? Are you going to compete with a guy that does gets paid five dollars a day? Well, we're not really getting into the nuts and bolts of this. Um, we are talking about kind of lowest common denominators. It, any idiot can compare shapes and, and, and copy words. You know, you don't even have to speak a language to type that. Oh, this looks like that. That looks like this. They do have a lot of qualifications where, I mean, you know, you can't just like, ah, I want to do medical transcribing tomorrow. Well, you have to earn it, dude. You got to take your test. You got to put in your time. And you get paid a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I don't necessarily think the, the penny task being flooded with <laughs> workers from Panama will affect the, the professional task. Yeah, I agree. I guess I was thinking more, are, is everything going to be eventually rendered a penny task? When... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff will be. And, you know, maybe first world countries won't do that because we because of what we value a penny as. But I mean, we talked about this with uh, with um, Lewis Porter. You know, twenty dollars to some people is a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there you go. That's I mean, uh, you could you could probably buy a person for twenty dollars in Venezuela right now. Oh God, that poor country's <laughs> falling apart. I'm sure they would love to make a penny an hour. Well, that kind of gets back to what I was saying though when the price drops below where it's worth doing it in quote unquote the first world you're going to have mass unemployment here while people in other parts of the world are more than happy to take on the work um, I don't know what that portends but I, I think it portends disruption at a minimum I, I like the idea of globalization but it's going to be a lot of work I, I, I like it too because I like the idea of free movement around the world like one world, so to speak. I just, yeah, that is going to be very painful. I, I also like the idea that we're actually going to care about who starves to death as opposed to just people that we can see, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it has to be managed properly, otherwise you get things like the Brexit, right? <laughs> it, it'll be ugly, but, you know, 50 years or whatever, I think we'll work it out. It'll be 50. better for everybody eventually. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's pretty optimistic. Pretty optimistic, I think. What about you, Cam? Anything else to add? No, 50 years, I'll be making my Brexit from the earth, I think. But, I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I I, I, uh, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's like anything else. I mean, when the Industrial Revolution came about, same kind of issues, you know, now you got all these new things. People, you know, it's just, you know, there's always going to be the new next best thing or the new economy, quote-unquote, or the new the new normal, you know, I guess they're calling it, and people just have to adapt or die, man, it's Darwinism. I'm sure everybody's heard of this book, but I doubt many have read it. It's called The Jungle, wasn't it? About the Industrial Revolution, about, like, food canning and everything like that. There's nothing that people could do today that is is more wicked than what they've already done. Like, we've we've already done the worst, and we survived, and eventually things got better, so... It might it might really be like 
ghastly ugly for a little while, but it's kind of progress. I mean, here's hoping. I uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we've we've left the worst of uh, globalization and industrialization and so on behind us, and uh, the future is bright. We're fu- we're 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 future optimists here on the Extravaganza podcast. So don't let this episode <laughs> fool you, everybody. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, guys, with regard to this, or? I'll just remind everybody not to be too pessimistic because we could be wiped out by an asteroid tomorrow. So, yeah, <laughs> so true. This might be academic. Yeah, so make your uh, make your penny a day while you can. Yeah, uh, we'll get you set up on Amazon Mechanical Turk right after this, Cam. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Happy turking. <laughs> Turk Lador. <laughs> Turk Lador approves. That's right. All right, well, I think we are ready to wrap this sucker up, unless you guys have anything else. Good to go. Okay. Well, I will remind menial laborers that uh, they can actually listen to our show while performing menial tasks, although your undivided attention is expected, so don't. You can obtain the audio for this show free of charge. It's a real value for your average Turker. (laughs) They can check it out on iTunes. They can check it out on Stitcher and, of course, in Google Play Music. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and add us to your Google Plus circle. Uber your ass on over to our website, nerdstravaganza.com. <laughs> uh, turk your way on over to YouTube and check out all of this, this and all of our video content. And send us an email at nerdstravaganza@gmail.com and tell us how you'd like to be our bitch. <laughs> okay. And it seems like there's nothing else to say except, Brian, take us out. I'm looking forward to those emails about people being our bitch. That might be one of the